Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Odin's Movie Blog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the channel, episode 183 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. And tonight, we might have some technical issues because YouTube, in all of its wisdom, has decided to start getting rid of the YouTube Stream Now feature, which means now I have to schedule individual events and so, therefore, you might have issues tonight with the bots, with Heimdall. And if there are indeed issues, I really don't know exactly what I can do about it. Uh, so, again, sorry in advance. But basically, I don't know exactly how to fix the issues. So, I will do the very best that I can to try and get at least one of the Heimdall bots up and running. But again, I cannot promise that it will end up working the way that it should. Uh, so let me just try the very best that I can to get this stuff ready. Um, let me go ahead and try and connect this again. And then for the YouTube bot, let me try also connecting this again as well. And let me try and generating this token right here. Because I do want this guy to be Heimdall. And I do want to allow Heimdall. Uh, it says authentication complete. So um, let's see. YouTube streaming service. Let's see here. I definitely want it to be YouTube. Let me try and restart the bot and see if I can get it working. But yes, indeed. So again, if you're trying to check your cookies and stuff like that, it's probably not going to end up working tonight. Hopefully this notification actually goes out. But as I said, uh, yeah, YouTube sucks. But anyway, let's go ahead and dive into the YouTube chat before talking about my thoughts on Mulan, which I was able to watch today. Don't worry. Uh, allegedly, no money went to Disney, but again, I cannot confirm nor deny. It looks like I do have one Heimdall up and running, which is good to see. Uh, we got Golden Ration in the chat, Tina B in the chat as well, waiting for an Erdrotic. How is it going, Laura? Gmonkey76 in the chat as well. Stephanie B in the chat. Hope you had a wonderful birthday this past week. I believe you should be getting, if you haven't gotten it already, your copy of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I hope you enjoy that as well. Thirteenth Warrior, how is it going? Rob D's in the chat, tagged me at 659, says, Hey, Odin, I'm tempted to watch the boys now because they used Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire for the Season 2 trailer. Never watched it before, yes. And that does, I believe that song specifically comes into play in the third episode, second or third episode. If not that song, then at least a Billy Joel song. So if you're a fan of Billy Joel, uh, it does come into play a little bit. They show a little bit of a music video from the one of the Billy Joel, uh, Billy Joel songs. Again, I'm not an expert on his music. But yes, I'll be talking a little bit about The Boys Season 2. The first three episodes have been released. I have seen the first three episodes as well. And so I'll be giving you my thoughts on that. Bruce, who's a member on the channel, how is it going? Griffin Turbo in the chat. The Kingslayer in the chat as well. Rhaegar Targaryen says it's ooh. And how's it going, Rhaegar Targaryen? Alex McCarthy, or J. Alex McCarthy Jr., as he is known in the <laughs> final video on the channel. 7 p.m., Alex McCarthy, who's a member, says, Howdy, Odin, how's it going? Watching Fantasy Island movie. Ooh, uh, let me know how that is. It didn't look... It, it had... It's a movie that looked like it had some potential, and then there was something in the trailer that I was like, ah, I don't know, this just seems too cheesy, and it could be really bad. But let me know your thoughts. Then again, you've never been one that's been known for having a really <laughs> good thoughts on movies, but hey, maybe this time, maybe this time it'll change. Andrew Hoyle, who's a member on the channel at 7 p.m., says, I have not watched any of the new The Boys, as was waiting for all the episodes to be on so I can binge them. Andrew Hoyle, man, come on. But some of the beauty of this new way of releasing the episodes is that you get to you get to desire the next one and and you don't get to feed and you don't get to you don't get to you know instantly gratify yourself. It's something that is so rare in today's world. So I would say go ahead, watch those first three episodes because then if you're enjoying it, you can say, Oh, I can't wait for Friday's episodes to come out. I and again that's just how I would personally view it myself. See, a Bweezy Bird just dropped a five dollar super chat. So Bweezy Bird, thank you very much. Says, Have you seen how Grace Randolph has defended Mulan? She states people that hate Disney live action movies are like Scorsese hating on Marvel movies. I have not seen it. I don't watch Grace Randolph. I don't think that she um I don't know. I, I've just not, I've never been that impressed by her. I know a lot of people uh, who's who've been watching my channel for a while are also people that watch her or have been kind of mixed on her. 
I've just never bought into it. I feel like she gives a lot of takes that are not very good. Remember, this is the same woman that defended Birds of Prey, saying it was a bad movie, but it was so important that it had to be defended. And so I look to her, and I look to her opinions and views, and I say, okay, well, if you're going to defend a movie, and it's not because it's a good movie, but because you think the messaging is important, to me, then, you've just lost any validity to any of the opinions you ever have on any film. And so I would say that would also, by extension, go to this film called Mulan, because it's not a good movie. I'm sorry, you don't have to be someone that's critical of the Disney live action to see that this film has a lot of technical issues and has objective problems. So yeah, that's just Grace Randolph trying to go on her high horse, trying to say, well, I'm going to have a, a more nuanced opinion on this, and, and anyone that disagrees with me is, is, is just, you know, is bad, and it's just, no, you're wrong, and you just have a bias, you're, you're no better than Scorsese. Well, remember, Scorsese was right. Grace Randolph, Scorsese was right. All right, so just because someone has an opinion, here's the thing. It actually relates to a topic that I've been covering in one of my uh, religion classes because we talk about how we can test for discovering what is true. And a few of those criteria are you have to have data, so there has to be agreement amongst the data. What you say has to be plausible, right? It has to have a vi- it has to have certain viability to it, and it also has to be logically consistent. One thing that is not a good test for truth, though, and this is actually something where I put it as an option on the test, and they're supposed to determine which is not a good test for truth, is what I call reliability of the proponents. Because at the end of the day, you know what's true? The truthfulness of someone or the falsity of someone. So if someone is known as being someone that tells the truth versus someone that's known for telling a lie makes no difference on whether or not the statement they're saying is true. Their reliability means nothing and should mean nothing when it comes to the statement. What should be looked at is the statement itself. So if I say Mulan is a terrible film and you say, well, you're, you're not a fan of Disney, so that means your opinion is completely invalid. It's like, no, 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 that, that, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. And so in this instance, I would say Grace Randolph is absolutely incorrect. And again, if she subjectively enjoyed it, great. That is her opinion, and I cannot attack her for her opinion. But if she's going to tell other people, oh, if you have this opinion because you don't like Disney live-action films, then therefore it's not valid. No, 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 no. Again, my opinion of the film is both subjective and also is based on objective flaws that this movie absolutely has. Almost all movies, right? Every movie really has an objective flaw to it in some way or another. The question is... How many flaws does it have? Are they fatal flaws? In which this case, I would say the story has a lot of fatal flaws. And if you don't have, if you have fatal flaws, rather, in the story, I'm sorry, but you, you really can't have a good movie then. If you don't have a good story, or you have, if you have major problems with the story, it's not going to work out. So yeah, Boise Bird, I would say Grace Randolph is full of it, uh, and she tends to be full of it a lot, so... Uh, Orange Eye Reviews is a member on the channel. How is it going? Hail Odin. Use the power of the mighty Allfather to smite that god-awful Mulan. I wish I could. I wish I could. There's, no, there's, there's only a few times in my life where I say, why does this movie exist? I question the movie's existence, and this is one of those times. Now, is it as bad as Artemis Fowl? No. Nothing's as bad as Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl was complete trash. Like, that was an F movie. Like, so, so bad. This movie, definitely more in the DC range, I would say. And no, that was not a pun or a play on words for the DCEU. However, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it still works. You all know my opinion on that. Thanos Felicitas, how's it going? The Packins in the chat as well. Griffin Turbo. Joseph Ippolito, rather. How is it going? General Wingster, my pet troll. Hello, bold, bearded, and beautiful. Well, thank you for the triple Bs. ZK Man, how's it going? Dude, the K Man, I hope your launch of your album went very well. Let me know how it went. And if you want to support the K-Man, I believe my Valkyrie should be able to find links to at least uh, the K-Man's Twitter. If not, go back to the Chosen of Ahala chat, and there should be links in there. If there aren't links in there, uh, the K-Man, if you want them to post that throughout the night, please feel free to send that again through the again through the group chat for the month of August. I'll be creating one for September soon. That way they can share it because everything that he makes, every penny that he makes from his new album's release is going to receive, or rather rather is going to go towards helping those people who are struggling with depression. It's going to go specifically towards those uh, places that help people deal with mental illness. So definitely uh, consider supporting him, one, for the music, and two, also because the money that you spend on his album will be going directly to a good cause. Um, let's just see here. 
Um, Nathan Slay, how's it going? Nathan Slay says, hey, dude, I cannot, I guess we cannot ask you questions yet because of you doing a Mulan review. Yeah, I wouldn't ask questions when I haven't given my review yet. Kick44, how is it going? Becky Browand, how's it going? As a matter of fact, how's it going? Glad to see you here. Slicer Neons is in the chat at 701 tag and says, let's get down to business to review Mulan. Yeah, that's a song that you won't find in this new reiteration of Mulan. They try and give some credence to it at some point where they're like, oh, yeah, let's just play a little bit of it. But, yeah, there's no singing. And it's terrible. Bruce, YouTube sucks. It really, really sucks. Yes, it does. You're right about that. All right, the chat has jumped on me as it always does. And so let me just make sure I can find where I was in the chat. And boom, cool. Uh, let me say hello to my DLive people. We got Captain Mr. Roy over there and Captain Dean Heiss. How's it going? Thank you all very much for joining over on the La Femme tonight. But yes, let me go ahead and give you some thoughts on Mulan. All right, so let's start off with some of the positives with Mulan because there are a couple of positives. For one, the score is actually pretty good. Whoever it was that composed the movie, I think, did a pretty good job. The the I mean, again, the music was definitely serviceable. I wish that it had been in a better movie because I think it could have been a more memorable score had it been attached to scenes that were emotional because the music was emotional. The scenes that they were playing behind, though, not really as much. So the score, definitely a positive, definitely something that I can say positive things about. The second positive thing that I can say, as far as like major pluses go, would be the stunt team. Because this is obviously more of an action film, and because of an, it's an action film, it means that you have to have more stunt people, and I think that they did a great job. So kudos to the stunt team. You know, Even though the shots don't look very good, you're still doing great work in those shots. You're doing the best thing that you can. You were told, hey, this is what we want you to do. We want you to run up this wall. Don't ask us how it makes any sense for this more grounded and realistic take on the legend of Mulan. We'll have people running up walls somehow by magic or some sort, but still... There were people that were doing it, and they did a great job. It looked realistic. And again, everything that was not CGI looked fine as far as the effects go and as far as the stunt team and stunt work went. So kudos to the stunt team. I would also have to say it looked fine. Again, it looked serviceable as far as it being shot. But then again, most movies nowadays, especially big-budget films like this one, which cost $200 million production budget alone, meaning it cost roughly $300 million at least when you added marketing cost. And probably cost more than that because of the shutdown and because it, you know, everything shut down right before its release. And so they've had to continue to promote it. So, again, how much of that cost? It's really hard for us to say one way or the other. But let's assume $300 million. That means that they have to make, what, around $500, $550 million just to break even? And, again, that's not me doing the actual math on that. But still, they have to make a crap ton just to make – just to break even on it. So when you spend that kind of money, yeah, it's going to look good. You're going to have high-res cameras. You're going to have just, again, that general look and scope and feel. You have competent camera operators. You have competent people working on it because you can afford them. Okay, great. Now, framing and stuff like that, I just wasn't really blown away by what I was seeing on screen. But, again, it's mostly serviceable. Acting, too. Uh, there are a few actors in there that I thought did a great job with what they were given. I would not say that the young lady that played Mulan was one of them. She was very stoic throughout the movie. It was interesting because she actually does show some emotion. She's smiling in one of the first shots that you see her. She's riding on a horse smiling. And then you get these really terrible CGI rabbits for some reason that she's running along with. And okay, no need for having rabbits in this scene. And not only that, but you make it a terrible CGI rendition of a rabbit. Okay, fine. Yeah, continue to do that. There's a lot of CGI moments in this movie that aren't very good. But let's, again, staying positive here. So she was, she's smiling as she's riding on the horse. And I'm like, oh, look at that. So she can convey and show emotion. And yet in every other scene after that, stoic, no emotion whatsoever. And her sad face is the same as her angry face. It's the same as her concerned face. And it all just blends together. And it's really sad because obviously she is not a trained or she's not someone that's been acting for a long time. You can tell that she's obviously young. She's green when it comes to this. And so it shows on screen. It's not terrible. It's not like, again, it's not like Artemis Fowl bad where this, you know, the young child was being told to do stuff that you're like, what, what, when the hell am I watching? But it's still also not good either, right? But her father, I thought, did a great job. When you look to uh, 
uh, I'm just trying to say Jet Li was in the movie too, and you know he was okay, but his role was limited, so it's really kind of hard to say whether it was good or not. But obviously Donnie Yen was in it, and Donnie Yen to me was my favorite actor in the movie just because it's Donnie Yen, and he's a badass, and you can tell that he didn't need a stunt man because he was probably doing a lot of his own stunts, uh, including a lot of the martial arts stuff that he was doing. So I was like, you, boom, Donnie Yen, awesome to see you on screen again. So those are good things. So again, there there are some good things there. The problem though is that the story sucks. The story is abysmal. They're trying again. The whole marketing campaign and the whole reason why they're like, oh, we're, we're doing this because we want to market this to a Chinese audience and we want to make sure this is more accurate to the story. We want to make sure this is more accurate to the original legend that this entire thing is based off of. So we're going to focus specifically on that. All while they're doing that, they're then adding in random fantastical things that were not even in the original animation. For instance, you have the scene of the the hordes, which are not called the Huns in this movie. They're called something else, the Roans or something like that. Again, something I had never heard of before, but not called the Huns. So obviously that was probably done for political reasons. And again, they're trying to sell it in China. And so you can't make people mad over there since that's the people that you're trying to get to spend your movie on, buy your movie. But guess what? Turns out, based on reports that we're getting, not a lot of people are planning to go see it in China, most likely. And if it bombs in China, guess what? It's not making any money at all. So you have that whole thing happening with them no longer being the Huns. And yet somehow they can run up walls. Yeah. Because of this chi thing that also comes up into the movie. So that's also another story element brought in. Just dropped in randomly. Oh, everyone has chi, but she has a special use of the chi. Almost in this chosen one sense. Kind of very similar to Rey in The, La- you know, in the Last Jedi and in The Force Awakens and in the Disney Star Wars, right? Where she's just magically good at things. She doesn't need to be trained. She just has the power. That's exactly what Mulan has. She never gets trained. She simply has this ability to randomly do magical things that make no sense logically. Also, apparently, the Huns can do the same thing. I'm just going to call them the Huns because the Ruan, Ruan, whatever the hell they're called. Really hard to really tell what exactly is being said and described about them. So, yeah, the Huns can run up the walls, which makes no damn sense. They then add in this bird woman, this bird woman witch chi master person, who can turn into a bird, turn turn into a hundred thousand birds, but also was focused on the fact that she has chi, and there's this relationship between her and Mulan, where she's basically noticing, oh, Mulan, you're just like I was, and I was rejected, and that's how I became this thing, and you're gonna, you know, you you're just discovering your powers, right? She has powers, she has powers now, called a chi, right? So it's oh yeah, it's powers. It kind of reminded me a little bit of a little bit of Dragon Ball evolution. And if anyone's ever seen Dragon Ball Evolution, you know that movie was terrible. Oh, we got to focus on your chi, though, with terrible effects and a story that's nonsensical, etc. So you get that. You get that in this movie, too. Nonsensical crap. All the songs are cut out. All the heart of the film is cut out. And that, of course, does not you know, benefit the story whatsoever. You obviously get a focus on Mulan here. And it's, again, a message of, okay, you're a strong female and you can be a leader in the military and you can just kick everyone's tush but not because you get trained not because you actually have to work to get there not because the women can do stuff now as was one of the clips that gary played last night but because she has a power because she has this special ability that just makes her good no matter what and as we all know that's never compelling when you add in this almost deus ex machina approach to filmmaking and to storytelling where someone's just magically good at something and can handle any situation with no training at all, it makes you not care about that character at all. It makes their whole development so uninteresting because she never has to struggle. The most she struggles in the entire movie is when she's getting to the army and she gets tired for a little bit, which then, of course, gets surpassed by the fact that her magical ancestor, who is a phoenix who randomly appears throughout the movie. They, they do away with Mushu. There's no Mushu in this. Oh, no, can't have Mushu in this because, oh, no, that's that's too cartoonish. We're trying to be more real. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring in a very CGI-looking, terrible CGI-looking phoenix come in at random points to help guide her along her path and guide her way. Okay, great. Very realistic of you to do so. 
on top of the whole chi thing where she can just come up, you know, jump up and kick spears and make them go. And then, of course, there's that one scene that's being being leaked all over Twitter where someone throws, you know, Jet Li's character throws the arrow up in the air and she's able to do like a flip kick and hit the arrow at right <laughs> the exact right spot and make it go as if it were shot out of a quiver because that's how, you know, physics and science works, right? But don't forget, hey, more realistic. This is a much more grounded. We can't have songs in this movie. It's it's more true to the original story and the original legend. And yet we're going to add in all of these terrible things and all these terrible elements. So the story, complete and utter garbage. And then, of course, you get to the CGI. And the CGI in this film is so cringeworthy. And the fact that they had extra months to get the CGI just perfect, and yet they didn't do that, is so frustrating. Obviously, you have the Bird Woman who obviously becomes CGI at certain points. You obviously have some of the effects where she's doing all these random flippity-doos, which are not done by the stunt people. The stunt people did a great job when they're doing the flippity-doos, but when they're doing it as CGI, because she's doing something that's impossible for even the you know the stunt team to do, they have to do that, and it just doesn't look very good. And then, of course, you also have the various elements like the CGI rabbits, which look terrible, the CGI phoenix, which, again, looks god-awful. And yet, in the very beginning of the movie, I think you have one of the worst uses of CGI because, one, it looks bad, but two, it was completely useless, and it was completely non-essential to the story at all. It was completely unnecessary. And what it is is that you have a group of Huns Riding along, this is before they run up the wall, by the way, and then all of a sudden you have the leader, right? Remember the very, you know, the the very intense and scary leader from the original 98 Mulan, and he was such a badass? Okay, well, we get that guy. He's not nearly as menacing, but guess what? He's wrapped in a garment, right? He's he's wrapped in essentially a uh, a scarf of sorts, and yet as he's riding along, how do we get his reveal? Oh, it just magically starts to unravel and slip off. And then he has this grin of just a, and it's just, no, you're not, you're not scary. You're, you're just creepy looking and cheesy looking. And there's a really cheesy close up of you. And you know what happens next? Oh, that scarf, which was obviously CGI on his face, then flies away. And you know what the camera does? The camera then follows that CGI scarf as it flies into the air for an aerial shot of the horseman riding, which is also CGI. Now, why in the hell would you ever think, you know what need, You know what this scene needs? This scene needs us to, one, create a CGI scarf, but two, to then focus on that CGI scarf and have it fly away. Now, we're not going to make it look good. We're not going to make it look passable. We're going to make it look so bad that everyone who has a brain is going to question it. So you have terrible storytelling, terrible CGI. All the other elements are kind of there a little bit, Kind of, sort of, but again, if you don't have a story, and you don't have a compelling story, a well-written story, a story that makes sense, and a story that is not filled with so many holes and so many just, oh my gosh, I can't believe they actually did that nonsense, you don't have a movie. Which is why, for me, I gave this film a giant Disney+. Plus, A D+. Plus. Now, could I have given it a C-? minus? Yeah, I was definitely leaning in that direction, but I'm like, you know what? This movie really isn't good. It's completely unnecessary. It's yet another addition to the terrible live-action remakes that we've gotten. And every single one of them, every single one of these live-action remakes of these classic animations have not been very good. Now, some might put things out there like Peach Dragon. I've never seen it. I can't speak to that film. Or Cinderella. Well, Cinderella, remember, has been around for a long time. There's been many editions, both animated and live-action, that have been done. And that one I have seen. And I can say, yeah, for the, for the live-action, it did a pretty good job because you know what? It's kept to the story. It didn't try and change anything too much. And also, because of that, it was a consistent story and also didn't use a whole lot of really bad CGI. It did use it. it. wasn't great, but it was at least passable. And they only used it when they really had to. But yes, Mulan. Terrible film. Completely unnecessary. And I would not recommend anyone see it. Uh, especially, don't spend $30 on it. Anyone that's spending $30 on it, I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you. All right, let me jump over to my D-Life fam and catch up with them. So let's see. Yajit, um, thanks for the lemon donation. Will Gentry, how is it going as well? Uh, Captain Nehai says, so they're worried about this being more true to the legend, but when it comes to the Little Mermaid, well, true to story doesn't matter. Exactly. It's interesting how they only will say what it is that they think will sell the movie because they thought, oh, yeah, we're being more true to the Chinese legend, and that's going to make the Chinese audiences go gaga. Yeah, but they also still want to see a good story. 
they still also want to see a character that's not going to have a sourpuss on the whole time and be unconvincing as a lead. But apparently Disney does not think they're that smart. So if you are part of the audience in China, one, you're probably not getting this anyway because you're under a communist dictatorship, which, hey, by the way, uh, now would be a good time to fight against it. Seriously. Overthrow communism. It's not a good thing. Uh, but again, you're not going to be seeing this anyway because communists are not allowing you to. But if somehow it gets through, if somehow you have a VPN or some way of finding it, hey, time to overthrow that government, man, because, uh, yeah, it's not good. But yes, none of the music is in there. And one theme, though, you hear throughout the film is reflection. And again, the score is its a beautiful rendition of reflection. It's just sad because you're looking at what's going on on screen. You're like, what? What the hell is this? Oh, I didn't even talk about one of the worst parts of it, too. So... She obviously has the armor on, right? She steals her father's armor, her father's sword, right? We all know this from the original animation. Well, she's talking to Bird Woman, and Bird Woman tells her, hey, you're lying to yourself, and that's, that's poisoning your chi. So now, apparently, this mystical chi that somehow came into existence can be poisoned now when you're not being true to who you are. And so what does that mean? That means, oh, now I need to ride off, and I need to strip off my father's armor, leaving it, by the way, never getting it back, so the father's armor that's probably been in the family for, you know, you know, however many generations. Oh, I'm just going to tear that off and leave it behind by choice. And then I'm going to put my hair down and my hair is going to be flowing in the wind. And now I'm being me. Now I'm being who I'm actually supposed to be. And now look at me. I am woman. Hear me roar. Going right into the battle with no armor on whatsoever. And now, oh, now she can whip everyone's ass. Yep, that happened too. So, yeah, this movie is not good. It's not good at all. If you really want to watch Mulan... Watch the 90-minute, much shorter version that's animated because, one, it's entertaining, and two, it's a much better story. And guess what? It has still that very strong female character portrayal, that strong female character story, and does such a better job. Yep. So if you have any questions about it, I, I will, of course, be willing to answer them. So let me go ahead and jump back into the YouTube chat. Waiting for Nadrak. Laura says, oh, no, Ryan Kinnell is excommunicado. Ooh, did Ryan decide to start streaming while I'm streaming? That's a big nay-nay. We do have 72 people watching, though, so thank you for being here. Smash the like button. Yeah, Ryan. I thought I thought I knew you better than that. Bonanaba says, Excommunicado, Josiah Rice is for streaming at 8 p.m. tonight. Well, uh, Josiah Rice is already Excommunicado, so I cannot add an Excommunicado to, to that one. Uh, James Dossier, what's going on? Dosier or Dossier? I, I don't know, Dossier just sounds, sounds fancier. Uh, Dean Heiss is a member. Is in the chat as well. How is it going? Stephanie B says, I did. It was a really great day. Glad to hear it, Stephanie B, and glad that it came in. Makes it very, makes me very, very, very happy. As a matter of fact, I heard Money Launder, I mean Mulan, sucked. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Again, if you subjectively enjoy it, go right ahead. But don't tell other people, oh, you can't have an opinion if, if you don't like any of the other Disney live actions. You're no better than Scorsese. Well, Scorsese was right. Sorry. Alex McCarthy says, it's cheesy, but it is fun, not woke and no nudity. Well, that's good to hear. That that makes me happy. <laughs> Orange Harvey says, I don't even know who Grace Randolph is, so yeah, don't look her up. It's okay. You're, you're, <laughs> you're not missing anything. Uh, Andrew Hoyle at 705 says, am I supposed to know who Grace Randolph is? Hey, it's okay. <laughs> Waiting for Nadrotic Laura says, Grace Randolph loves anything with feminist themes. Of course she does. Right? That's why she'll defend bad movies like Mulan, apparently. And, like, we know what she did with Birds of Prey, which I also was able to finally see over the last couple of weeks in that movie. Dear Lord, I have no idea how anyone can defend it. Like, Mulan's bad, but Birds of Prey? Holy crap. Holy crap. Bruce says, I just walked back in. You must be talking about Grace Randolph. <laughs> uh, Laura says, I just destroyed a cinnamon roll. Delicious, but now I feel the need to lay down. Well, cinnamon roll sounds delicious, and yes, please. Make sure you go and rest. Tina B says, there's so much Alphabet People stuff going on in the media right now to support that crappy Mulan movie. Stuff that has nothing to do with the actual movie. They're so full of themselves. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And that's why anyone that criticizes this movie is going to be an ist. Right? Oh, oh, you, you just don't like it because it, it stars a, a strong Asian female lead. It's like, really? That, that's what you're going to talk about? That's where you're going to go with this? Really? Because I can tell you, in my quest to find it, allegedly, there was another version of Mulan playing at some point, allegedly, and uh, it, looked, it looked a lot better. As soon as I saw blood, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, this can't be the right Mulan, because this, this new Mulan, yeah, by the way, no bloodshed, PG-13, 
for action fight scenes, somehow people die without bleeding, by the way. They show a lot of bodies with no blood. Now, I didn't realize that someone could die. on. The, I guess they're all having heart attacks on the battlefield or, you know, maybe aneurysms or strokes or something. I don't know. But apparently they're not, they're not being, you know, cut down because there's no blood. In fact, there are literally three or four drops of blood, drops of blood in the entire movie. And it's when Mulan cuts the hand of Bird Woman. And as Bird Woman's watching, the camera goes to the ground and you see drop, drop, drop. And that's it. That's all the blood you get. About three or four drops. In a PG-13 action film featuring war scenes. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 indeed. Isn't that interesting? Uh, Eshavir Singh, how is it going? Uh, that's a new name in the chat. Bye, man. How's it going? Nathan Slaytad says, are you sure the Fanatic isn't worse than Artemis Fowl? Ar- Dude, okay, look. The Fanatic is not a good movie. The Fanatic is a bad movie. But it's so bad, it's good. Artemis Fowl is just a terrible movie with no redeeming factor to it whatsoever. Andrew Hoyle says, I asked myself, why does this movie exist a lot? Last was probably Midway. Yeah, Midway was not very good. Yeah, a lot of people were saying, you need to watch, you need to watch it. It's not bad. I'm sorry, that CGI was terrible. The lead actor could not carry the story at all. It wasn't very good. It wasn't as bad as the movies I'm talking about right now, but it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Tina V says, oh, come on, it's got to be as bad as Artemis Fowl. It's not as bad. No, 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 Tina B. it's not. Trust me, trust me. As I said, this at least has a score, at least has competent cinematography, at least has, you know, some competency throughout the movie. Artemis Fowl has nothing. Again, I really can't remember any redeeming quality to that movie whatsoever. Uh, Tina then says, the so-called actress took her acting lessons from Brie and Tessa, and she's a CCP supporter. In my book, that makes her excommunicated. Yes, seriously, yeah. So that doesn't help either, which is why you see in many Asian countries, there is a call to boycott this movie. And one of the reasons why is because the lead actress herself is a supporter of the Communist Party. She took the side of the commies over the people protesting. I'm sorry, anyone that takes the side of a communist... Should never be trusted. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. So, as I said, if you're spending $30, guess what? Some of that money is probably going somewhere to China. And if you want to support communists, you can go right ahead. I choose not to. I will say nay-nay. I will say nay-nay to that. All right, the chat has jumped on me like it always does. So, let's see where we left off in the chat. Um, it looks like some comments may have been skipped, but it's 713 now in the chat over there. And Andrew Hoyle, SF14, who's a member, says Mulan Sue. Yeah, it's a Mulan Sue. No doubt about it at all. Uh, Captain Heist over on DLive says Josiah could be on double secret excommunicado. I can't, I can't do that. Double secret excommunicado? That's, that's crazy talk. What'd you talk? What do you talk? What do you talk about? Uh, Poppyton, dude, Poppyton. Back in the DLive fam. Poppyton, it's been too long, man. Glad to see you back. Hope you're doing well. All right, back over to YouTube. Rhaegar Targaryen tagged at 7.15 and says, hashtag no Mushu, no peace. Exactly. Exactly. You want to boycott something? You want to get angry over something? No Mushu in Mulan. They replace it instead with a random phoenix with terrible CG that doesn't speak. I would much rather have Mushu. Uh, Tan Fan, what's going on? I see that name in the chat saying she's been acting for 15 years. She's only, what, 20? And also, as I said, just because you've been acting in various roles for 15 years doesn't matter. The length of time in which you've been acting does not determine whether you're a good actor or not. The quality of the movies that you've been in, that has a determining factor. I've never heard of this woman before. Someone maybe who knows more so about Asian cinema, if you can tell me that she's been in major roles before, please, if you can give me a role or a similar role in a similar fashion that is as big as Mulan by Disney, I am all ears. If not, though, the comment still stands and is still correct because she is still very green. And again, if it isn't her, then it's the director, which, by the way, it's funny because as soon as the movie ended, I was like, I kind of wonder... Did they try and do in this film what they did with you know did with with Captain Marvel too? Yeah, guess what they did? Female director. They put three female writers and one male writer together. You had four writers, which is probably why the story sucked. 
right? That has nothing to do with gender. It's when you have four writers in a movie, sometimes it can just be chaotic. But female director, female cinematographer. So it's like, oh, I see what you're doing here. You're trying to go with the whole female power in front of and behind the camera. Problem is, is that when you do that, for the sake of doing it and not trying to get the actual best people for the job available, your film's going to suffer. Simple as that. Wouldn't surprise me if you saw something similar in the CGI department and all the other places because we have to do it. No, you don't. Best people for the job. Simple as that. Latino Slant 17 is a member. Hail Odin. Pray all is well. Thank you very much, Latino Slant. Hope you're doing well. Uh, let's see. Tina B says the Rohans, the Rohans, the Rowans. Uh, so the men of Rohan are riding to China and bypass Gondor. Just wondering that would have been a better story. Oh, if we had the riders of Gondor coming in instead of the Huns, it wouldn't make any sense, but you know what? Same actors. Oh, that would have been much better. Rohan and Gondor coming together. That would have been, that would have been a story. Andrew Hoyle, so is Gandalf with them? <laughs> I mean, they're climbing up walls. Not climbing, running up walls. So, would make just as much sense. Uh, as a matter of fact, do you think that directors are getting scared to give their actors direction? If they are given criticism, they will go on Twitter. Yeah, pretty much, it seems, right? I think that's kind of what we see going on with DC, right? In a little bit. Yeah, I, I would say so. Because that's when it comes... When you see a bad performance, it's one of two things. It's either the actor or it's the director. Because sometimes there are good actors that give bad performances. Key example, I go to that death scene in The Dark Knight Rises of Talia al Ghul. That death scene was terrible. The actress is very talented, is very, very good. And so it's obvious that in that instance, right, Nolan must have been more focused on the bigger picture and, and on the film stock or whatever, because I don't know why that's the one that he went with, but it wasn't the right one. And so that obviously was something where he gave her direction. And so either he said, yep, that's exactly what I wanted, in which case that's also on the director, or he told her to do that, in which case that's definitely on the director. So whether a director says to do something specific or allows something to happen, it's on them too. It's on them as well. And I would not be surprised if some of the bad acting in the movie has a lot to do with the director as well. Um, all righty, let us see. Again, if you have a comment or question, you could either super chat, you donate via Streamlabs, or you can tag Odin Question, all one word, Odin Question. It'll highlight orange on the screen. Again, just read this down below. It explains everything. Explains everything. I'm always about 20 minutes behind. And also, again, you have to put that. If you don't put that, I will not see it. Uh, the pack and tag 717, I think it was Clownfish TV who says Mulan is like a Chinese version of Frozen. <laughs> well, not nearly as much. With the powers at the very least, but in some ways, yes, because she does have powers for some reason. It's terrible. Venom Broly 93, how's it going? He then tags Dragon Ball Evolution, pure blasphemy. Yep. That's what I would say about this story of Mulan. Compared to the animation especially, pure blasphemy. Uh, Games Repository, how's it going? Rhaegar Targaryen tagged 719. So you're saying in the plot, Mulan is the key to everything, as Gary would say. Essentially. Essentially, yes. Now, not to the same extent in other films. So that's why I would say that it's kind of similar to to the whole Ray thing, right? Where Ray Ray's kind of supposed to be like this chosen one mentality. Mulan has it to an extent, but the story doesn't talk about how there was there was going to be a chosen one or that oh she was the one that everyone's been waiting for. Doesn't really go that direction. However, she has the powers that indicate that she is the only person that could have possibly save the emperor the only one that could have possibly understood and figured out the plan and everything so yeah they they insinuate it more so than directly tell like they do in star wars uh general wingster says odin didn't you know apparently working hard is white male cultural and racist sexist yep apparently that is the case now because of the color of one's skin apparently <laughs> isn't it interesting how they're like oh wait so you're going after people for being istenphobes by yourself being an istinophobe. Because what you're saying is because of the color of someone's skin, it means that they must be this. I don't think they catch the irony of that statement. <laughs> I don't think they catch the irony of what they're saying and how they are totally contradicting themselves. Which obviously they don't because they're idiots. They're moronic. Uh, Latino Slant is a member. Says, looks like I'm re-watching the animated movie. Do that instead. 
one, it's probably it's something that you probably already own. If it doesn't, you can get it for much cheaper than $30 for their brand new version. And guess what? It's better in every way. Thanos Felicitas says, was the Phoenix in Harry Potter better? It was probably about the same. And that's not a good thing because keep in mind that film with the Phoenix, you know, Order of the Phoenix came, or rather not Order of the Phoenix, but uh, Fox, the Phoenix, right, who appears in the Harry Potter films, that happened like, what, 15 years plus ago? That means 15 plus years of animation and it looks about the same? That's how bad it is. Because again, for the time, for Harry Potter, it looked fine, but it actually looked very similar to that Phoenix. So part of me is like, I wonder if they borrowed some of the designs for that one to try and save on money and to save on time. And even then, they still couldn't make it look better. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Orange Eye Review says, wait, that was Jet Li? Yeah, so uh, Jet Li played the Emperor. Played the Emperor. Uh, Balan Hobbit says, worst film, Mulan versus Avatar. They're both bad. Because they both have terrible stories. They both have CG problems. However, obviously, I think Avatar's CG is better. Because even though the people look terrible, from like, the people and the characters, like, I'm sorry. Like, the the CG is not, that just really isn't that convincing. I know some people still want to die on that hill that Avatar is still the most amazing looking film. Yeah, the world, the world looks great. The world looks fantastic. Absolutely. And that's where Avatar would have the leg up. Um, I wouldn't want to see either of them again. So I will not let you choose. I will not make you. I will not let you make me and force me to decide between those two because I will just. I will not choose either of them. <laughs> Orange hat at seven twenty two. Odin, I miss the dragon Mushu. He doesn't do that tongue thing. Hiss exactly, exactly. We don't get that. There's no humor in the film either. You know what's so funny? The same critics that were being critical of Tenet for being humorless. I don't hear them saying a damn thing about this movie. There's no humor to be had in it whatsoever. Oh, that's because it's supposed to be serious. Oh, oh, it's supposed to be serious. Oh, that's right, because it's supposed to be more historically accurate by having Hans run up walls and she magically coming into existence, which allows her to have superpowers. Oh, okay. Oh, and then adding a brand new character that can turn into a bird, turn into 100,000 birds, and has magical powers to... Oh, oh, okay. I Okay. Fine. Yeah, I, I I can see how you you'll go after Tenet for its story, but you'll you'll leave Mulan alone. Okay, I got I got it. Sorry, I had to check my privilege for a second just to make sure that I was getting that right. Thanos Felicitas, does. I liked Jerry Lewis in Cinderella 1960. I've actually never seen that version. Bruce then says I've seen a China version of Mulan and it was good. Yeah, the one that I saw wasn't again. I wouldn't say it was good per se. But it was better. I mean, the action had still that same kind of where she was kicking people and they were flying back hundreds of feet. I'm like, well, no, 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 thank you. But it was still also better because it was it was not. Here's the thing. That version was not trying to be more historic and more grounded in reality like this one was supposed to. So that's why it's more of a problem for that one. Venom Broly, good story in Hollywood 2020s. Oh, you Mr. Optimistic. I know, right? How could I expect a good story from Hollywood in 2020? But guess what? I got one. I did get one. And it was in a film called Tenet, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Now, I will admit, the story is not for everyone. It's going to make a lot of people mad, and I will totally understand why you're mad. Uh, but I think the story is is great. Uh, Orange Hat at 726 says, Lou Yifei was better in Forbidden Kingdom. It's a guilty pleasure. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Does she play the main girl in Forbidden Kingdom? Isn't that the one with Jackie Chan? Because if that's the case, that film was fun. I agree. You say guilty pleasure. I think that's a perfect explanation for that movie. But if she's the, like, was she the main girl that was, like, interacting with the guy because if that's the case from what I remember she wasn't very good performance wise I need I might need to watch that one again just to make sure because I honestly don't remember Lord Toth at 728 ugh this was awful I know so bad and then of course Lord Toth's a terrible movie yep General Wingster says Odin you're not a Chinese woman how dare you how dare me it wasn't made for you, right? So that's going to be the other excuse. It wasn't made for you, all right? You're not Asian. You're not female. And so, therefore, your opinion's invalid. No. 
That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. That would be like me telling you, oh, Luke Skywalker, Star Wars, hey, if you didn't like it, well, it wasn't made for you, right? Star's a white man, and if you're not a white man, you can't enjoy it. That's ridiculous. It's just as ridiculous there as it is talking about this film. It's amazing how the people calling other people istenphobes are themselves actual istenphobes. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, waiting for a drag, Laura says, I made it on 10 minutes in to Birds of Prey. What a stinker. Oh, yeah. I, I watched the whole thing. I somehow got through it. Uh, I think I was eating something or I, would think I was like... <laughs> I was randomly like, okay, what's going on on Twitter? I was like, this is just not good. It's just not good. Um, it's so bad. The fact that they spent all this time on a cheese sandwich, I was like, an egg and cheese sandwich, I was like, no, no. And then, of course, the excuse is, well, if you're a woman, you'd understand. No, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Oh, Dion, what's going on, man? Uh, Jake 75 what's going on, sir? Says, how's it going? How's it going? Slash of Neon's seven twenty nine disrespecting family uh, heirlooms, insults, Eastern cultural beliefs. Disney did not do their homework. Too busy ripping off Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yep, and it doesn't do it better. Doesn't do those elements better at all, Slicer. And yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right because that was very important. And it's interesting because at the very end, there's this whole story with with her father's sword, and it has characters on it that mean things like I think honor and truth right and so obviously she's like well I need to be true not just to my family but to myself Ah, that whole nonsense and then so she pleases the emperor though and so the emperor gives her a sword that has those same letters because she loses her father's sword (laughs) because it it falls into a vat of perfectly placed lava yeah perfectly placed molten lava is there and it melts into it because it lands perfectly there and that's another thing too I just I'm just remembering this right where they're in this random building, and then all of a sudden it's like, I think it's like a forge or something is how they're trying to play it. But then all of a sudden, like, the forge gets lit. And I was like, they're not doing anything with the forge. There's no reason for this except for really bad CGI-looking fire. And then I'm like, oh, wait, now I've realized the only reason it was there was to have a plot explanation as to how the sword got destroyed. <laughs> oh, it is so bad. So anyway, so she gets a, she, she is given a new sword by the Emperor. After she's been asked to be the head of her, her uh, be uh, one of the soldiers in his, in his guard. And so, and that might be more true to the story. But again, with everything else going on, it really doesn't matter. And so on it, you have the three letters that were on her father's sword. And then on the back, it says devotion to family. Interesting that devotion to family is on there and as a virtue. And yet, you're right. She throws away her father's armor to be true to herself. Got it. Thirsty the Warrior 729, why must you disparage others virtually singling? Do you expect reason and intelligence? Your privilege is showing. I know. How dare I expect people to use their brains? Uh, Mark Lesseth, what's going on? Uh, let's see. Alex McCarthy is a member. Birds of Prey sucked. Yep, even I thought it sucked. Yeah, when, when Alex says it sucked, it's just, I mean. <laughs> Angela Schmalky, what's going on? Uh, let's, let's see. And then one else was tagged. Dean Heist retracted a couple of messages. The notes of Felicita says, I remember when PG-13 meant someone got their heart ripped out. I missed the Temple of Doom. Yeah. Remember, PG-13, you can drop one F-bomb. We know that Disney wasn't going to do that, which is fine. And I, you know, I think that overuse of foul language is, is not smart or clever. I think it's actually very lazy in writing. But the fact that you have these battles happening and realistic, you're trying to make it realistic and grounded in reality, and yet you just have bodies laying down, which is another thing, too. All the bodies, both alive and dead, have perfectly clean armor with bright colors, no dust whatsoever. It's amazing because they show all this dust and they they show all this mud and dirt, and yet all their clothing is, is totally clean. Their faces get dirt on it, but then you look at their faces, you're like, okay, wait, your face is dirty, but your clothing is is pristine, that's not how this works. So, as I said, very, very big problems with the story and continuity and everything else. So bad. Uh, so bad. Tina says, no, I said it was okay. Context Midway, but I'd watch it a million times over Mulan Ray. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would much rather watch Midway over Mulan, but I'd also r- rather not ever watch it again either. Yeah, again. I wasn't saying you, Tina. There were other people that, that said it was good. And it wasn't. <laughs> All right, so the chat has jumped on me like it normally does. 
Um, and let us see where we got left off. Gmonkey76 says, Midway was better than Dunkirk. Changed my mind. <laughs> so here's the thing. I think Dunkirk is a better made movie. Talking about uh, the cinematography, direction, um, just the the way the film looks, the score, all great. And then for story, I would say that they're they're both lacking certain elements in their storytelling and characters. But I would say, yeah, Midway I think has a few better characters because at least Midway has characters and has arcs. Unlike mid, <laughs> unlike Dunkirk, which I'm like, wait, who was in the movie? What was their story again? I I honestly forgot because it just was kind of just glossed over. So in some ways, yes, but to me, they're kind of on this even ground, to be perfectly honest, because I I really do think that objectively Dunkirk has midway beat in almost every way except for the writing where they're kind of on an evil playing field. Uh, Orange Hat says, I went forward in time with my Infinity Ring to view alternate timelines of Mulan's financial status. I saw 14,605 timelines. All of them revealed the same outcome. Mulan sucked and failed. <laughs> well, there's still a chance. There is still a chance it could do well. Again, it has not been, I th- yeah, it hasn't been officially released in China yet. It will be soon. But the big thing, even people like Scotty Boy Mendelson's coming out saying, there's a chance that this film's not going to make money. They're already making excuses. And of course, the big one is that because Disney decided to release it on Disney Plus, it made access for hackers to get in and to download it and to put it on you know, Pirate Bay, etc. much easier. It made their job much easier and not only easier, but to have a better quality product to put out there too. And apparently Disney did not do its normal due diligence in trying to prevent that kind of thing from happening. And so because of that, though, a lot of people now have been able to see it for free. And because it's not good... You're not going to see people spending that $30 on Disney Plus. And you're probably going to, because of these boycotts especially. Uh, Jacob Juice, what's going on, good sir, says, Dear Odin, it's great to see you again. Are you doing well, sir? Just came back from watching Tenet in IMAX. Mind-boggling. Loved it, and I'm so glad that you liked the film. Jacob Juice, thanks for being here, man. You're always very, 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 very uh, kind to me, so thank you so much for, for saying that, I really do appreciate it, and yeah, dude, I'm glad you like Tenet as well, Tenet is definitely a film that is, you know, splitting a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, John, uh, John Flickinger is not as much of a fan of it as I am, he doesn't hate the movie, but he has a lot more problems with it than I, than I do, and again, for me, I thought it was good, I thought it was enjoyable, and again, I see someone else in here who's made a couple comments now trying to get my attention, again, you have to, it's the one rule I have, Right, I don't make people super chat or donate, but if you <laughs> have to at least type this right here, see Odin question, all one word. It highlights orange on my screen. Notice how it says, "If you have a comment or question, no matter how many times I say it or how many times it goes across the screen, some people just can't quite get it yet. I don't understand why. I don't get it, but I don't care how. She's a commie, and a story. We're humans. We have free will." Uh, and also with her being an actress and being in, you know, someone who obviously is getting a paycheck from Disney of all places. If you're going to tell me, oh, she can't get out of it. Patui. Patui. I spit at you because that that's just nonsense. Um, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, someone said Chamber of Secrets was 2002. That's right. Sorry. 18 years. 18 years. Thank you. I knew it was more than I knew it was 15. I know it was more than 15. I did say more than 15. Or at least 15, which indicates more. So, 20 points for Ravenclaw, someone said. <laughs> oh, man. Jace Doe, what's going on? Good, sir. Jace Doe says, Ooh, didn't never thought I would hear hard work and earning your way through merit would be called sexist or racist. Wow, they need to stop it with the gender studies BS with these colleges. I agree. And that's why I think that, you know, we already have the president who has stopped all of this stupid training in government positions where people were taught about privilege and were taught about just nonsensical stuff. Glad that stopped. Next step, federal government should say no student loans will be issued to any student that goes on to pursue worthless degrees like gender studies. That would be great. <laughs> that would be fantastic. You know, and you know what? How about this? No federal student loans will be granted unless you're going to a trade school. That, I think, makes more sense. Because at that point, you're going to a trade school, you're going, therefore, to learn a trade, you're going to learn something that is going to be beneficial to society and the culture, so it makes more sense for the government to 
invest in you and to back you in your studies there. Doesn't make as much sense if you're going into liberal arts. Again, as you know, I'm as someone that has a liberal arts degree, makes sense to me that way. Uh, let's see, General Wingster, who's a, my pet troll, says this: Mulan is objectively better than Tenet. Search your feelings; you know it to be true. General Wingster, you are completely wrong in almost every single way. Um, waiting for Drag Laura says, not sure if I'll ever be able to enjoy Ewan McGregor movies now. No. <laughs> Venom Rule 93, you're not a giant blue cat. Avatar is not made for you. My so catafo. Me so catafo. My so catafo. Sorry. Uh, so sorry. <laughs> Mulan on Mustafar. <laughs> it wasn't that, it wasn't that fiery. All right. It wasn't Mustafar fiery, but. As I said, it was it was almost as if they were trying to have it be oh they're oh this is a forge, but yeah somehow there was molten lava stuff coming out. It was just what? Oh, it was just there to destroy the sword. Now it makes sense. Now I get it. <laughs> it was a plot convenience that makes much more sense. That makes much more sense. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, over on D Live, let's see if anyone's left any comments over there. Will Gentry, how's it going? Poppy Ten, thank you for the ice cream donation. Camden Heiss says, when I saw the running up the walls in the trailer, I said, I'm out. Yeah, I didn't notice that in the trailers because honestly, I think I saw the trailer once because I just was like, oh, I'm not that impressed by it. And uh, if if I had seen it, I thought I probably would have thought, oh, maybe they have like a rope and they're running up that way. Nope, no ropes. They're just running up the wall. Guess because they're Huns, Rohans or Rowans or whatever they're called. Daniel Thorne uh, says Disney tried beating the pirates and only ended up beating themselves. <laughs> oh, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, Daniel Thorne then says, Mulan is a Mary Sue. In this film, she is. Absolutely. Like So in the original animation, what do you have? You have a woman who's trying to protect her father, goes through this whole emotional journey where you're like, I get it. I totally am on your side. You know, the culture of the time is not supportive of what you're trying to do, but you still want to save your father. So you're, you're, you're there. You're invested already before she's even done anything. Then she gets there, and she has to train. And she has to train harder than anyone else. And you want to know why? Because, oh, my, that's right. There's something called biological differences that make certain things easier for others, right? So kind of, sort of, in a little bit, right? Science, biology, things that we can't talk about anymore for some reason. And, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's just one of those things where... It's it's just so infuriating. It's so frustrating because in that original film, she has to train to get better and she has to train harder. And so you you see what happens. You say, hey, I, I buy into this because she's working. She's working her ass off. And so you buy it when she's able to do all the things that she's able to do. In this movie, she just magically has these abilities. She's already good at fighting somehow, even though no one ever trains her. It's just so ridiculous. It really is. Uh, Sam, how's it going over on DLive? All right, back over to my YouTube peeps. Um, Let's see. Tina B at 747 says, wait a minute. That stuff on the sword, it sounds kind of like what was on the father's sword in Madame Butterfly. So Disney's borrowing again? Yeah, I know, right? Interesting. Oh, that reminds me, Tina. I mentioned this to Tina and Steph in in our, uh, our chat on Twitter. There's a point in the movie where they literally rip off a certain old classic movie called Spartacus. Because there's a part in which Mulan is trying to convince the generals, because now she's revealed herself, right? It wasn't by accident. No, she rode out in the middle with her hair down, dropping her father's armor to say, this is who I am. And I have powers, by the way, too. So I can beat up everybody, and it's awesome. And so she comes back, and she's trying to convince the, the generals and the people leading it to believe her. And so they're obviously questioning her, and because, oh, you're, you're, you're a woman, we can't trust you, and you lied, right? That actually has more to do with that, which I'm happy. You know, one positive. It had more to do with the fact that she lied about who she was, more so than the fact that she was a woman. But I was like, okay, that, I can kind of get on board with that a little bit, because honesty is important. However... The moment that I'm speaking of is that she's saying something, and then all of a sudden, all the friends that she had, friends, they don't develop those characters at all either, 
just happened to be there behind, you know, you know, in the same area. And then they say, I believe Milan. I believe Milan. I believe Milan. I believe Milan. And so literally it's like 10, I believe Mulans. And I'm like, I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. I was like, oh, I see what you did there. Yep. This film just borrows from much better films that did it so much better, including the animated version from 98. Uh, Andrew Hoy is M49. He's a member. Uh, what I also find amazing in TV shows and movies is how people die instantly from a single arrow. I know, right? And then you have that video coming around on Twitter where someone was shot like seven or eight times and still kept running. But one arrow. Uh, CWD Trixie, what's going on, sir? At 749 says, didn't you know that those ancient battles were always very clean and no one bled to death? Really? Orange Review says, Odin Context, PG-13 F-bomb. I saw one movie that allowed two F-bombs, the Adjustment Bureau. I wonder if there are other movies that let two F-bombs slot. Yeah, again, I don't really know. I remember, I think you had mentioned that on Twitter. I'm sure if you Google it, it, they'll explain to you how it got away with with that. Um, maybe maybe the version that has the two was an extended edition that didn't come out in theaters. That would make some sense to me, but again, I, I honestly I don't I don't know. Uh, Tina B says I don't want Mulan Ray to do well anywhere. I want it to fail. I want Disney to fail. No exception. Tina B, I, I totally get it. I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, and yeah. Uh, the Packin says, is it fair to say Mulan is the bland, emotionless love child of woke multinational corporation fathered by the quick to be offered TCP? Yes, Packin. Um, that's that's pretty damn spot on. Pretty damn spot on. Slash of Neons. I don't believe those who pirate new Mulan should be prosecuted. Watching them as punishment. <laughs> uh, James Mishinik. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. I saw that name in the chat. Thursday the Warrior says, could you please repeat what you said about comments in addition to the scrolling text and post by the mods about once every three minutes would work for me? <laughs> Damn you, Thirsteenth Warrior. I forgot almost, yeah, that's the other thing too, right? My mods, who are all who are both amazing, Jay, <laughs> you know, Tina and Steph, they also post that like every few minutes too. So it's like, I don't understand how people can't get it. I don't... Except for one thing. There are people that are randomly popping in and jumping out, popping back in, and they're just leaving that one comment because they want it to be read. But they aren't actually watching the stream, and so they wouldn't know what the rules are because they're they're not really here. <laughs> it's like, well, okay, well then, I'm glad that I have the policy <laughs> where you have to leave uh, the tag. Because it means that the people that are here and care... <laughs> Are gonna get their comments read. Uh, Renegade Spider twenty ninety nine. What about business? It's not a trade or liberal arts. Ooh, ooh, yeah. I see what you said there, Renegade. I guess maybe you can make some exceptions for certain things because business is also important as well, right? If a business degree means that your plan is, and whether you follow through with it or not, that's something that is obviously something we can't guarantee. But if your mindset is you want to start a business or join a business or build one, hey. I think that's worthy of investing in as well. So yeah, I would say, boom, add that to it as well. Why not? Alrighty, let us see. Uh, Thirsty the Warrior 75 says, Mulan greater than Great Wall. I never saw Great Wall. 